Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Everybody say this, I got to have faith for this blessing and this covenant agreement. You have to, okay? Now here's what I'm going to do. Life is simple. Okay, we're going to get in this thing in a minute. I want to give him a minute. Hebrews 11, 1, we're going to look right here. Okay, life is simple when my, basically my convictions become my guidance. I don't even want to go talking about convictions like that, but I want to tell you the way I'm going to tell you this, okay? Once I produce some truth to become non-negotiable in my life, now truth becomes a governing factor. Meaning this. Life is cloudy until you get clarity, okay? And the clearer your vision becomes, the easier constraint can be revealed. And I'm explaining it. What do I mean by that? The easier and the faster you get clarity. Because everybody sees, but not everybody knows where they're going. They're not clear, okay? And you need, this is what you need now. You got to have revelation, Revelation produces promotion, nothing else. And you can't get revelation besides really understanding someone has to release it. Here's two ways you get revelation. One is you're strong enough to receive it from the word of God. Most people can't. Okay? I'm going to be real clear, real straight with you because I love you, and I'm just going to tell you the way it is, and you're big boys and girls. You can handle this kind of stuff. Okay? Most church, you can't talk like this because they're just not sometimes ready for it, but you are, okay? Two ways to get it. Everybody watching my webcast, watch me. Okay, you can get it. You get it from strength of revelation in your own spirit or somebody gives it to you what they've already had in their life and can break off and give you to feed from. Most of the time, you'll get it from someone that has a revelation and they'll give it to you and it's easier to receive because it doesn't take as much faith to receive something that another man hands you than it is for you to develop your faith to receive it in your spirit. Okay? That's just the way it is. That's why God's been breaking bread and putting it in the hands of man and having man distributed all his life. Because you usually receive, you receive out of the hand of a man. You really receive out of the hand of a man from another place. Does that make sense? It's not you getting it. Somebody giving it to you. I got this. Let me give it to you. That's why your receiving is cool and most important because wherever you reject, you short-circuit faith from operating in your life. Acceptance is a really big word. So vision is produced very much so in everyone's life. Problem with vision is it has to have clarity. If it doesn't have clarity, it will become confusing. And it will not produce constraint. Does that make sense? So if I see clear... Way I see clear will now produce where I can be, where I cannot be. Most people don't have a problem. You know what your biggest problem is? You make too many decisions when your life should be more autopilot than decision making. So when the word of God is the final authority and you're compromising the word of God because you have an opinion above the word of God, which is pride. Because pride works both ways, above and beneath. Oh, I'm a nobody. That's okay. That's a level of pride. You're a somebody. And here's another level of pride. I think I know better than what the Word of God says, so I'm going to do it my way. So that's spiritual pride at its worst because that almost becomes more religious in its thinking than the other place is more of a position of not knowing who you are. Now, I think, oh, yeah, but the Bible, but nothing. You understand? So what happens is clarity is key because watch what happens. Clarity, right, produces clear vision. Clear vision produces discipline. Discipline produces constraint. Constraint produces habit. Habit produces change. So you don't really have a discipline problem. You got a vision problem. If you're not pushing it forward, you got Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying, there's areas. Let's just say problems. Growing areas are clear vision areas to grow in. Very important. You, you pull that in? You got to have clear vision. If you don't have clear vision, you're not going to see where you're going. And clear vision produces constraint. Without constraint, you're going to wander around aimless. That's where Jesus said, the people perish where there is no vision. That means you're all over the place. How, how do you get there in the fastest way? You get the vision to be clear. I'm talking about the word of God today. 
So I'm not really talking about as much as what you see, but it's a principle that works in your life. Is that all right? So you pull that in? I got to get clear, okay? What's the number one place to get clarity from? The Bible. So what's going to happen when you and me take the word of God and make it the foremost only authority in our life? Your life just became like laser focused. Because there's no deviation of what I think. What I think doesn't matter. I need to conform. Big word today. Write it down. I must surrender to everything in that word. You have to surrender. Surrender is a bad word. A lot of people don't like it. I don't want to surrender. I want to have an opinion. You don't need an opinion. Your opinion's wrong. Your opinion is wrong. Because every time you find an opinion, you're usually going to find reason. The third voice you hear is usually the biggest voice of reason you'll ever hear in your life. Because you kind of get God speaking to you, you get kind of like your idea, and then here comes the enemy. So you got to re- you got to be careful with that. So you got to you got to you got to actually really be careful what you're hearing because you're hearing. And does it make sense? Because what you're hearing is really the determining factor of where you're going. Because when you believe what you hear, it's going to produce beliefs that are basically going to eventually govern your life. Okay. So so real simple, not trying to, de- see, because I told them in the morning, see, the trichotomy of man means this. It's fancy word for spirit, soul, and body. That's all it is. Okay? That's all it is. They use fancy words to try to, like, I don't know, make you feel cool or whatever. Right? But you have to understand that because it's very important because I have to understand how this function all works together. Otherwise, what happens, and my spirituality lacks its opportunity to go to another level because I don't know how to work the system that I'm trapped in because I was really born into it. You know what I'm saying? So how does this all work is what I'm trying to get to. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I get it. I got to be laser focused. It's business, guys. You got to be laser focused in business. You get around a guy making real moves that they're so precise it's scary. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about the guys that are really laser, those guys are so laser focused. Like, they, they scare you because it's like every detail, they're like on it, guys that are really moving. So you you got to think, like, if that's what next level mentality I need to get to and anything you do in life. I don't care what you do. The more focused I become, the better I become at it. Okay, great. I could use this for business one-on-one. I could use this for being a directors of schools. I could, I could use this any area. I know. I got to get clear. Clear vision lets people know where they're going. Any organization with clarity of vision shows the organization where it's going. You don't have to think. Just follow. See, the problem with most organizations is this. You're asking people to think. They're not meant to think. They're meant to follow. Your problem is you're trying to get people to think that should just be following. There's nothing wrong with following. Everybody should be following. Jesus even made it clear. He said, follow me because I'm following the Lord. Peter said it like this, right? Follow you, I'll follow you. Paul said, I follow him. Follow me because I follow Christ, right? You see, you got to follow somebody, amen? Why do I say all that? Because you got to go to a place to find hope, and you find hope in the word. And once you find the word of God, you become laser focused because it's going to produce constraints. Because God never really wanted you to make decisions, and I'm going to say this, free, free will was never intended for man. God never wanted you to have free will. He just wanted you to obey. In the Garden of Eden, Adam never was supposed to decide or make a decision. He was just supposed to obey what God said. So let me ask you a question. Now, you got to see this. Every single time reason shows up, so does the devil. There's no reasoning with the word of God. It's true. Now, here's the simple thing. Why are we so hard to conform to the truth when you know you've got it? The worst thing in the world is to be looking for truth and not know what it is. What's wrong with us? We've already found truth. Why won't we do it? Because we haven't surrendered. Surrender is the key because once you surrender to the word of God, it becomes the final authority in your life. And once that starts taking place, now we're getting ready to go somewhere. Surrendering to the word of God has now produced an opportunity of me to be governed by my belief system. Well, let me ask you a question. If faith's not, if the word of God, let's just say it like this. If the word of God is not forming my beliefs, what is? If the word of God, I'm going to go real slow. You guys are doing great. This is like a PhD in spirituality. I'm going to say something. I don't really care where it lands. You get what I'm saying right here. No, 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 hear me. You're going to a place in the spirit. Most of your, your Christian friends ain't going. I will not allow you not to grow in here. You can go back and be like, see, here's the thing. Small fish in a small pond, 
swims with other small fish. It's comfortable. I'm going to grow you big fish. Time for you to leave a small pond. You're coming out. I'm going to put a demand in you, a PhD in the spirit. You're doing great. You're doing fantastic. This is faster. I asked God. God answered my question. You know what the biggest problem was? Keep praying. Everybody praying for me, keep praying for me. I was on the plane. I ain't even going to tell you what God said. But I asked one question, and he answered it. And when he answered it, I knew I was done. I'm done. You're done. What you knew life to be ain't going to be no more in this place. And I'm saying for you, you're going to get everything. Because I thought sometimes I'm a little too much. I'm not even enough. I'm getting ready to crank this place up 20 times hotter. You better get ready to burn. And I don't care. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to start Friday night. If I think I got to stay with you another night, I'll drag you in here Friday. I'll preach it. You get the CD. You're going to go home and learn it. You're going to be so word, word, word. You're doing great. This ain't easy, man. This ain't easy what you're learning. Go over there screaming, yell. I ain't screaming and yelling. You know when you're going to scream it? Revelation. The, oh, remember this. Truth. Write this down. Truth. Truth is the only thing that could override everything you face in life. Truth. It's the only thing. It'll supersede, it'll manipulate time. I told you that Wednesday. I like that word manipulate. It'll manipulate time because watch this. Remember I, I used this. If you, if you got, how many ready? I'm going to retire when I'm 62, right? You get a plan, right? That's reality, okay? But I'll tell you what, truth could supersede that plan. It's the only thing that can because truth will get me money faster than 60 years of saving. What truth is that? He meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. Now, I'm saying you got a plan for the future. But when faith shows up, the future's now. You see this? I'm telling you, listen to me. Time came in the fall with Adam. I'm going to go back to beliefs. And guess what? God is in time. God's in 1973 right now. Even though it's past, he's past, present, and future. He's in 2019. And he's in 30-30 if we still, Lord still tarry. He is the fullness of time. So God never leaves now. So once you get to now, you get to God. <laughs> and faith is now. And if my faith can get me to a place called now, my God can give me everything he's got. Oh, I'm not on a timeline. I'm on a faith line. I'm not in 60 years of waiting. I'm a now kind of God, he's saying. Come on, somebody. You can get it right now. Miracles right now. Signs and wonders right now. Set you free right now. Pull you out of darkness. Rip you in a marvelous light. So, that being said, faith is on the edge at any given moment. It can give me what heaven's reward is. Okay. So, if, now pull this in, my beliefs are not governing me, what is? Let's say it like this. If the word of God is not governing me, what is governing me? My flesh. So my flesh is telling me what I can do. Because it's my system of belief. So now wait a minute. What's going to happen when I spin back and, oh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice. Great idea. That you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, right? Acceptable in the God which is reasonable service. And be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So we've got to be transformed. What happens when I start transforming my opinions with the Word of God? So now, wait a minute. I don't get to think what I want to think about a matter. I've got to think about what God said about a matter. Because once I put God's word in there, now I got a governor. So watch this. What happens when God's word becomes my word? Now my beliefs have shifted from my faith and gotten off my flesh. Flesh meaning this. My own, isn't that, now watch this. When we call surrender, here's a definition of surrender. The Oswald Chambers or one of those guys wrote it. It's in the Nelson Bible Dictionary. He said this, surrender means this, it's a dying to self. What does that mean? 
Well, obviously, we're dead when Christ. He's, you die from your own opinion. To surrender means I die from self or I surrender my own opinion and I take God's opinion to become my own. I become one with the word. Isn't that John chapter 15? If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever it is you will and you'll have it. My word. Become one with the word. So if I'm going to become one with the word, what do I got to do? John 15, 1 through 6. What happens if I become one with the word? That means I'm letting go of my own opinion. Now, how many got an opinion about marriage? Well, obviously, right, Pastor Liz and me are married. I don't think she's going to think it's real cool. I go down and date the girl around the corner. How about you? Come on, guys. Let's wake up. Let's talk. You want to talk? That's a non-negotiable in marriage. Hello? Paul, you teach the marriage seminar. You think it'd be real good? I got a great idea. I got an idea. I don't think it's a big deal if I go date the lady around the corner. You think that'd be smart? No, why is that? It's a non-negotiable in marriage. Jesus said, hey, this is the word of God. Pay attention. You get in trouble in life because you're thinking too much. It's okay to text. It's not okay to text. You understand me? You hear me? Married people? I'm just going to text. You guys better get a brain in your head. I got a friend. Get rid of your friends. You don't need no friends. You got a spouse. You guys don't know what, any about what I'm talking about right here because you guys got to figure it out. You need to start. You need to get up here and teach these young ones what's going on because they don't know Jack. I got a, I'm a dude and I got a girlfriend. I, I had one girlfriend and I married her. You understand what I'm saying with that? Obviously, I'm too good looking just to have one girl. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? All my life. Come on, man. I'm in high school, man. I had the hair in the front, hair in the back. Had a little mullet working. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not like, I wasn't like kissing everybody, but I was, you know, come on. I'm not. <laughs> you got to laugh. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Oh, they're non-negotiables. Doesn't that make a living? Then you don't get in trouble because you know boundaries. Well, let me ask you a question. What? What? Produced the boundary, my belief. You see it? Now you go to the Lord of God. The Word of God says, love your wife. Did you surrender to love your wife? The minute you surrender to love your wife, you ain't texting no other girl. Are you here? This is autopilot. Your life's so easy, you're complicating it. You know why? I, I got an opinion about the word of God. You ain't God. I didn't see God in the last, last part of your name. John Smith, God. No, sorry, bro. I ain't there. So you got to lose your opinion and submit yourself. Everybody, I know all you rogue Christian people. Oh, this is going to be good. Ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. Yeah, that's why you stubborn, stiff-necked, and ain't going nowhere. And you never will. And the greatest demise of man is this. He thinks he can have a relationship with God without another man in your life. You can't. This is so brutal what I'm going to tell you, but it's so true. Pay attention because you're young and you can change your life. And you get it too because you already got it. God will never give you anything from heaven until you qualify in the earth with another man or woman. He'll never tell you deep nothing. Nothing. Because you don't qualify. You'll catch that on the ride home. It's the God's honest truth. I bet my life on it. I'll explain it later. You understand what I just said? He'll never trust you until he can trust you in the earth because you don't qualify. You got to listen to somebody. And I know what the problem is. You've been looking for somebody to listen to. So was I. Everybody's looking for somebody to listen to. It was the quest of man in the garden. And Eve, seeing that the fruit could make me wise, and I've been looking, because you know why? The thing that destroyed them was self-discovery. But everybody's been looking from self-discovery from the beginning of time, because I don't know who I am. And if somebody doesn't tell me who I am, I'm going to spend my whole life destroying my life trying to figure out who I am. And even though I don't, could somebody tell me who I am? Could somebody tell me where I belong? Because everybody wants to belong somewhere. Could somebody tell me who I am? Could somebody tell me where I belong? And they're looking, they're grasping. And God didn't even really get mad at the fact that they were trying to discover who they were because all the while he was trying to tell them who they are. 
but they kept rejecting it. And I know what the problem is. You look for wisdom. I, I understand it because I'm like, I'm looking for somebody to tell me, but I haven't found anybody that could. So now I walk around like a vagabond trying to figure out where I belong. And I don't know where I belong, and I don't want to listen because listen, listening is not helping me to you because you don't know where you're taking me. And now we're in this messed up state. And the next thing, now you're in the world trying to destroy yourself. What do you mean I'm trying to destroy myself? I'm running around the earth trying to medicate myself and fabricate myself and allow this and do this. I don't even know what marriage is supposed to look like. I'm jacking that up. I don't know what that's supposed to look like. I don't know what this is supposed to look like. I don't know what nothing looks like. I have no governing system in my life. We used to have morality in the earth. You can forget about that. That thing's almost gone. Now it's going to go hell-bent and lawless next. Okay? And now we got, because we're losing it. And what it is, the devil's doing a good job. And you know I mean? He is. He's working overtime. Trying to, and you got to get to a place where you can hear and listen. And that's what God wants to do. Because so, so, here's the thing. you got to remember something. If my beliefs are not formed by the word of God. How are they going to hear unless somebody sends them? God sent me to tell you what his book says, not what I think. The day I start preaching my opinion, question me. I ain't preaching no opinion. I'll preach what the Bible says. And the minute I start telling you what God, well, you can't reject that. That's the only truth there is. So what am I saying? If we don't figure out where your beliefs are formed, we got a problem. We can't fix you. Hope comes from the word. I'm gonna show you how to do it. I'm not picking on you. you. Please understand me. You guys are doing great. I'm just letting it loose. Once it gets loose, you know what it does? It lands where it needs to land. You grab it. I told him in the morning service that there's a lever. There's a lever in heaven. You gotta see. You pull it. You pull it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm trying to follow somebody, but I don't know who to follow. You follow the word. But somebody got to give me the word. See, because Jesus did this. This is what I'm to you. God takes it out of his hand and puts it in someone's hand to put it in your mouth. He's like the loaves and the fish. He said, they're going to faint. If these guys are going to mess up, these people can't make it. We've got to feed them. They can't get there. What did he do? He took it out of his hand and put it in their hands. He said, you feed them. God will always put in the hand of another person what you need to eat. But you can't be prideful enough not to take it out of his hand. He breaks in and goes here. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You say, well, I'm smart enough to know that when you got something in your hand, there's days I just got to eat. See, that's why it works. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to eat because God's talking all the time. And certain atmospheres just change it. So what am I trying to get you to say? We got to get you to a place to get so clear it becomes so simple and easy. Because without clear vision, there becomes no restraint. See, here's the thing. Let me show you what. We want discipline. Discipline doesn't work for discipline's sake. Never did, never will. Habits produce the results you need. Habits are not formed out of discipline. Habits are formed out of clear vision. Clarity in vision. Not vision, because vision isn't enough. Because everybody sees something, you just don't know where they're going. Clarity of vision. Watch it. Clear vision. Clarity. Vision. Produces discipline, produces habits, produce change. Do you get it? You see how it goes? Clarity, not vision. Without a vision, the people perish. Well, guess what? The church is supposed to have vision a long time ago. They're all jacked up, most of it. We got to fix it. Clear vision. The clearest vision you're going to get about anything is in this book. This is the clear as it gets. There's no cloudiness in this. Clearness is here. What does the... I told him, Google it for crying out loud, and you can find it. What does the Bible say about my marriage? Love your wife like Jesus loves her. Wife would submit you. Oh, I ain't doing that. There you go. You're doomed. You going to do it your way? Go ahead. Try it. Let me tell you. Listen to the preacher. Look at your neighbor and say, listen to him. Look at your neighbor and say, listen to him. I've been doing this for a minute now. They know the way to do it. I tried. Ain't it true? You can't get nothing to work unless you just take God. I'll save you 30 years of banging your head against the wall. Do way the way the Bible says to do it. You can't do it. You can't cry, ball, squall. It ain't happening, man. You got to get it the way he said get it, and there's only one way to get it. You got to get it out of that word, and you got to put that word in your heart and put that word in your mouth and put that word in your heart, and you got to speak your life and put that word in front of you, and that word will be like a track. That takes your life where it's going. Will it work? It's got to work. 
But here's the thing. Are you going to put the work in? Because if you don't put the work in, you ain't going to get the... I did it for two weeks. Two weeks ain't enough. You got to produce a habit of speaking forever. You got to put a habit. Until you go to glory, you got to keep doing what you need to do. Need, come on. Until you got to do what you got to do, what you got to have people that I ain't doing that. Yeah, I know. Okay, cool. But guess what? You got to do it. And here's the thing. Stay around long enough until you get. See, you ain't. Look, two ways. Remember I told you? You're strong in your spirit to receive it from the Holy Spirit or somebody gives it to you on the platter. And here's church. You ready for this? Until you're strong enough to get it in your spirit, I just lay it up for you. I hand out samples. And then you'll get strong enough to do it yourself. But there's a season when you got to ride on somebody for a minute. It's okay. That's why you go to church. That's why you don't just go, I got a church around the corner and praise God. Come on, man. That's why you're on assignment. That's why some of you got to drive 40 minutes. Yeah, you do. Okay, I don't know if I want to go. You crazy. You got to go. And then you get it, and then you'll get it, and then you'll be doing it. Once you do it, then you duplicate yourself. Then you know what you do? You get a generation to go tell what to do. See it? Okay, so how do I do it? I ain't going to leave you with a cliffhanger. I turn around, and the time flies in here. You guys pull on me. Go over here. Look at Hebrews Look at Hebrews 11.6. Okay? Now, we notice, without faith, it's impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them to diligently seek him. You see it? Hebrews eleven six. Look at the p- p- six part. Thanks, John. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Did you hear what I just read? He didn't say without faith you might not. No, he said it's impossible. You can't come. In. Look, now people say, oh, you know, in the presence of God, you ain't got faith. Oh. What, what, did, what did he just do? But without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you don't come to God in faith, what kind of relationship is this going to be? Not pleasing God kind of relationship. Oh, but he's, he's concerned with the feeling of my infirmity. Yeah, he can't do nothing about him, though. See, you blaming God. Why didn't God do something? Why don't you believe something? Here you go. Here we go. Now he's going to meddle. I'm not meddling on purpose. I'm meddling because I love you. You don't come. I'm mad at God. Hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. Ain't got nothing to do with God. And everything to do with your faith. Everything to do with your faith. Because God can change anything around. And I understand he feels your feelings. God is not insensitive. Please do not let my humanity make God seem like he's not insensitive. Because I'm, I'm swinging this pendulum kind of hard in here. But he is concerned about everything you feel. But he can't do nothing about any of it till you get to faith. But boy, if I can get to faith, he can change my world. Now I go, what's faith? How do I get it? What do I do? Here's the fastest way to find faith. You find the word. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. So now I got to be doers of the word. But I got to find out what that word is. That's where Google comes in. You think I'm kidding? You used to have, remember I had that crazy desk? That's what I was telling you, that white architect desk. I had books all over the joint. It had a tilt like this. Jerry, you would have loved it. it. had like these latches in it. And that thing was big, man. I had to have a lexicon and a this and a strong concordance and number G4287. It was like playing bingo every day. And you had to go get... Man, this thing's on here now. It's like here, here. It's in your phone for crying out loud. It's a crazy. You, you, you got a problem finding something? Google it. Google might be crazy, but they could tell you how to find a scripture. I don't know nothing about no Google. All I know is I use it. You know what I'm saying? Go in there and touch up Bible scriptures about Bible scriptures about marriage. You'll see them read through them. Go in your Bible, find it. There's something to find. I got to find a word. Why? Why is that? Can you go to that? Can you go to that? Uh, that what did I give you? Hebrews six. Are you here? I'm going to show you how to do it now. Now watch me, okay? Hope, ever say hope, comes from the word. Now I got situations. Now the fastest way to make my life clear is I find the clearest form of change. It's the word of God. Does that make sense? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, Pastor Chris, you're talking about clarity and constraint and, you know, all this stuff. It's a lot of stuff. It's not a lot of stuff. It's real easy. I got to get you to the Word of God, and the minute I get you to the Word of God, the Word of God is going to tell you where you can go. Why can't you hang out with us? Bible says. See, now watch this now. You ain't going to be sipping and tipping and shacking and jacking and all that other nonsense. The Word of God constrain you. I can't hang out with you. Why? You're bad company. Bad company! Ain't just a song. You bad company, bro. Somebody got to go and it ain't going to be me. Oh, you don't like that. It's the God's honest truth, man. Well, don't you like me no more? Just say, hey, don't, don't blame Jesus for <laughs> Blame the pastor. <laughs> I don't care if you blame. I can't hang out with you. You don't line up no more. You see it? Come on, you better get this. Uh, your nagging wife ain't your problem. It's your goofy beliefs, bro. Why are you out with the fellas? All right, nobody liked me today. Somebody liked me. Chris, you like me? All right, good. I feel better. My mom always likes me. And my dad loves me, so praise God, I'll be all right. You like me, Michael? Good. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see it? I can't believe you can't talk the way you want to talk. It's really weighty in here. Or you guys are thinking, is it, you feel it? Quiet in here. It's good, though. It's the way how you learn. You can't say what you want to say. I want to say what I want to say. You got pressure on your mouth to say the negative all day long. What you got to do? Can't say it. Why? I'm kind of constrained. Why am I constrained? It's not Pastor Chris. It's not your wife. If I say something, I'm probably going to undo what he's trying to do. And I, I'd rather have this stuff more than I want to say what I want to say. See, sooner or later you get to a point, you want the stuff, peace. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about stuff like material. Some material stuff, you want peace. You want the joy. I can't say that and have joy, so I got to give up one. I got to surrender. You see it? I got to, I mean, I, bottom line, you got to sacrifice some people. Not like literally, don't go burning nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to go home and got the neighbor I wrapped up with yard rope. I'm burning you, bro. My pastor said, sacrifice all the devils you want. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I got to go home. So I got to go home and like get, some, get the neighbor. You crazy jerk. Come here, I'm going to burn you. <laughs> no, you got to sacrifice. Don't tell them. Just don't tell them you're getting rid of them. Just stop calling them. Uh, listen, they're not helping your mind space. They're not helping your life. You see what I'm saying? It's constraining me because I want peace. So now I can't say that if I want to be. You can't be yelling at your wife and have peace in that house. You got to surrender. You can't be coming again. You got to surrender. You can't be talking funny about your money and then expect to be blessed. Got to surrender. You got to surrender to prosperity. You got to surrender to the word of God. And you got to surrender to the spirit. Now watch this. is really good. You got to surrender to the spirit that's upon the word of God. Because there's that book's spiritual. So when you say you're surrendering to the word of God, you're not just surrendering to what's been written. You're surrendering to what's been spoken. And that spirit of that word will then come on you and make you kind if you need kindness. That spirit will be released. The spirit, it's the Holy Spirit. When I say spirit, don't get all like wacky with me. The whole, you got to understand, though, you say peace be still. Peace will manifest when you surrender to it. You see what I'm saying? There's a spirit in there that light produces light. You say, money cometh. Come on, because he meets all my needs according to 419. You got an opportunity to prosper that you didn't have because the anointing in that word will prosper. You say, by his stripes I'm healed. Amen. And I surrender to being healed. Amen. That healing power will show up and manifest. You say, I got a sound mind. You ain't going to think about killing yourself. I got a sound mind. That's what we need to be teaching these people. The church should take its place in the earth, but we're too busy scared. Tell Hollywood that. There are, all, there are these people killing themselves, God forbid. It's so sad. How do you fix these people? You don't put them on medicine. You tell them you got a sound. You teach them the word of God. That book's alive. And you want to know what the problem is? If you say, I don't believe your Bible. I don't believe your Bible. I don't really care what you believe. My Bible's true. And that's why I'm going to get fire to come out the sky. Watch me. I'm going to get fire to come out the sky. And I'll tell you right here now, don't play with me because I could care less who it burns. I'm not saying you guys. Don't rise up against my God. 
That's what we need again. Guys walking with weight in the earth. I ain't walking with sermons. I'm walking with God. Like a breeze blowing. Freak them all out. I could care less. I pray God pop through the wall. Hey, it's me, Jesus. I'm here. Praise God, Jesus. I'm glad you've been waiting for you. You understand what I'm saying? That sounds extreme, but that's the God's honest truth. You got to be that. You got to be like that. We, no, this house belongs to God. Your house. Put a bloodline. You don't talk like this no more in church. Go in there. Take some of that oil. I got 90 gallons of oil. I don't know. We, it's a, I pray to God that don't fall. I got nine. Bring a bottle. Take a vial home with you. Drink it. I don't know. Don't get sick or something. But I don't know. Take, I got, take the oil home. Pour it all over the place. I can't take a bath in it. I don't care. We got oil from the altar. What's that mean? We don't talk like this no more in church. Go in there and plead the blood and put oil on the doors, on the window. And for me and my house, we serve the Lord. And you tell the devil, you can't even stay on the block, bro. I got the blessing manifest. Right? Bring it to work. Put it on the doorpost. Plead the blood. Do what? Uh, he's crazy. I'm, yeah, you'll see how crazy I am when, we get, when God shows up. You see what I'm saying? The word of God. This is what I'm saying. Where does my hope come from? For when God made, oh, and I got a good one for you. Ready? Write this down. Abraham, Abraham met Melchizedek. Remember? Now watch this, right? When Abraham met Melchizedek, because this is where this came out of. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear to nobody greater, he swore by himself. When God met Melchizedek and Abraham, they got together. Abraham had the promise. Melchizedek had the blessing. The priest brought the blessing, but Abraham had the promise. Did you get that? What does that mean? You hardwired in this thing. You got the oath, confirmation, and the strife. You got the oath, the promise, the promise, and the blessing. The blessing came from the priest. That's what carried down from lineage to lineage. He carried the blessing. Right? Melchizedek got it. That's why the Hebrew, Hebrew scholars think it was Shem. But I don't think it was Shem. I don't believe it. But they believe that Melchizedek was Shem who came out of Noah. That was Noah's boy. They say, Hebrew scholars say that. I don't believe it, though, because it says he has no ancient days, end of days, and all that stuff. That says he has no end of days, no mother, no father. Don't get into all that. Here's what I need to know. What did Melchizedek have? Sometimes I talk to you guys with your, your PhD because that's where you're going. You know that, right? You understand that, right? I talk to you with your PhD. Because you ain't, you guys are sharp, man. You probably like top 5% of the Christians in the earth. You better elevate your game. Listen to what I just said. You're probably about the top 5% of Christians walking in the earth. You strong. You better elevate your game. That means you get up tomorrow, you pray. You don't ask yourself if you pray, you tell yourself you're going to pray. Because you're strong. You, you're, you guys are like endangered species walking the face of the earth. You really Bible and believe in Bible toting, praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you right now, you better elevate your game. Because God's got so much for you. I didn't tell him at 9 o'clock. I'm talking to you like this. Elevate your game. You know what that means? You prepare like a champion because you are one. Even when you can't see the title coming. People that go to the Olympics, they don't see that any of that mess. For four years, they get up every day. You ever watch some things? Five o'clock in the morning, dropping Johnny off at the skating rink so he can go learn how to play hockey, wrestle, whatever they do. You know what I mean? Five o'clock in the morning for four years, and then you go have one day, and then you go back. Come on, you're preparing for the rest of your life. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You got to train when you can't see the platform. You got to train when you can't see the track. You got to stay on it when you don't see none of this stuff. I got to get up tomorrow. Come on, Mike. You know what I mean? You train for fights. You ain't fighting every day. Well, you fight every day to train. You get it? I don't fight every day, but I what? I train every day to fight. Just when it shows up, I'm knocking everybody out. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you only got one enemy, it's the devil. You understand what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? I'm training. I'm building me in this word. The day he comes, he thinks he's going to get me, he ain't going to get you. You want to say, I declare the works of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. And you're going to have power. Oh, you better not go there. See what I'm saying? Hope comes from the word. Hope comes from the word. Watch this. Okay, keep going. I'll keep you forever. Go. Saying, surely blessing I will bless thee. Multiplying I will multiply thee. Keep going. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Got this? And what? And so after he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Keep going. Keep going. And this. For men verily swear by the greater is an end of the confirmation is an end of the strife. Keep going. 
Watch this. I want to get you over there. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show the what? The heirs of his promise. You're the heir of the promise. The what? The immutability means what? The unchanging God. He don't change. Unchanging God confirmed by an oath. Oath and a promise. Oath and a promise. Say oath, promise, blessing. You got it all. It's impossible for God to lie. Look. What? Is, so did it? What? So if it's impossible for God to lie, why are you questioning God's character? Why is this taking so long? I don't know. Ask you. You're the problem. God don't lie. Why are you worried about it if God don't lie? If God said I don't lie, he don't lie. See, we question God's character. That's the biggest mistake we can make. That's what it comes down to, guys. Guys, let's not tiptoe around the tulips over here, whatever you want to call it. Here's the deal. Want to know what the problem is? We really don't believe God's true about what he said he can do. So let's just believe God and let's clarify that once more. The word of God first and foremost. What's it? It's impossible for God to lie. He didn't say he might lie on a bad day. God is impossible. for God might, you know, fall off the throne one day and just have a bad off day. Every billion years he has a bad day. It's impossible for God to lie. Well, if it's impossible for God to lie, then his word is confirmed forever that it's truth. Now, once you solidify that in your life, there's no questioning what you believe about the Bible. Just read it. I believe it. The problem we have is the level of belief we put in the Word of God and its validity for your life. That's the only problem we got. Some of you believe it 60%. That's why you do 60% of it. That's Mark chapter 4. Well, I believe all it, but that preacher ain't going to tell me nothing about this because this is what I believe. Well, guess what? The preacher knows more than you think in your head. This one does. Praise God. Welcome to the relevant church. So come bring me your great answer, and I'll give you the questions, and I'll give you the answer. Not because I'm rude or a jerk, but I know what the book says. And I hate your little dinky atmosphere that you try to throw out there and say, well, who are you going to tell me what to do? I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. If you don't like the Bible, don't get mad at me. Get mad at God. He wrote it. Well, I don't like the vessel that he put it in. I could care less. God told me there's treasure in here. Treasure in an earthen vessel. I've been looking for this treasure inside myself. Treasure in me somewhere. Let me pull that out of me. Yeah, but I don't think you're a treasure. That's because you got pride. But the minute your pride leaves, you'll see the treasure that I am in your life. I'm flipping crowns all day long. I'm throwing diamonds. Come on, somebody. You catching me? Woo! You feel you growing right now? Oh, yeah, man, you growing right now. This joker's out of his mind. Yeah, I lost my mind a long time ago, and I don't want to find it again. It's crazy. I like keeping it in my renewed mind. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, because I hate atmosphere. Somebody's like, why does he talk like that? Because this atmosphere tries to talk back to me. It's usually opinion. And when it comes to me, and they let it know, it does not control me, never will. I control it. That by two immutable things, you guys are really, this is like, yeah, you guys will catch it later. That by two minutes, things, you're getting it. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's like, why is he talking? It's like it's a third. He's talking to another person. Is there another person in the building that he's talking to? Yeah, you'll catch that on the ride home because it'll try to talk to you out of everything I told you today. That, but I just get it before it tries to get you, and I make sure it knows that we win before it talks back to you. Because I know reason's going to try to find you, and sometimes reason finds you in the car ride on the way home. But I've already hit reason before reason can get there. So just you just you just agree. Say, no, Pastor said it. I agree with what Pastor said. So you reason you can lead me because I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in me. I am a world shaker history. I know last month I didn't look too good. And I might have been sipping and smoking a little bit last night. But today's a new day. Hey. 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 Something new up in here. Watch this. Strong consolation. Watch this. We got hope. Lay hold of the hope set before us. That's that book. Now listen to hope, okay? Okay, we're done. We're going. You can play. The imaginary keyboarders. <laughs> and now it's materializing. Well, look. This is how your words work. You speak keyboarders. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Just when you feel like fainting. Bam, the key. That's, a, that's how words work, see? 
And some of you go, I walk by faith and not by sight. Well, that's why you walk by faith and not by sight. You got to see it to believe it. Now you got to believe it when you don't see it. Amen? Okay, watch. You got that? That's how words work, though, right there. Materialize how you speak, but you got to stay in it long enough, all right? Praise God. Now pull this in and just grab this part, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Okay? Now watch this. So life comes with stuff. Everybody's going to go through life. That's why I gave you this book. It answers all life's questions. So now you got, I don't know, money thing, life thing, health thing, body thing, marriage thing, restoration thing. Maybe it's addiction. I don't know. It said my word makes you clean. It says giving the ministry reconciliation. It says you're healed. It says you've been separated. So you hold this book. Now my mom says, right, so I got the word. I wish I had a rope. <laughs> it was funny. I'll get a rope one day. But uh, we got some somewhere. But I had like, I had boat people. Jeff, you know what I'm talking about. I had coach. She's, she's, she, ran, she ran a huge fishing boat. I said, you ever go fishing? So you know what I'm talking about. You put this anchor. It's a real, Jerry, you know what I'm talking about. You ever see that anchor? That anchor ain't really that big. It's not big compared to that boat. You ever go on a cruise ship? That's, a, that's amazing. You see this anchor, you go, man, that holds that whole boat? Does it? Right? We went fishing one time in the inlet. I told you this story. That's all this thing over there. We drifted. Marcus, you know what I mean? It's both going toward the rocks, going toward. I said, like, what are we stopping, bro? Don't worry. That anchor will do its job. It's firm. And the boat just turned. And there are those rocks. And here we are. Just hanging. I've been in water. You're going up and down. You know what? If you get an anchor, if you get an anchor, if these guys will tell you this, and I know, you get an anchor in there and you don't have enough lead rope, that thing will capsize. Because that anchor will flip that thing if you get worse enough. That's what happened to those guys offshore. They put the thing in there. They had enough rope. They're not enough lead. They didn't know what to do. And next thing you know, the anchor couldn't get out. You got to watch. Okay? Now, I'm not a boat expert, but I know this. What? You got to be able to get it out of there. But I know this. That anchor is going to hold me. What happens when that anchor, he said, hmm, funny, which hope we have is an anchor on the soul. Oh, so my hope anchors my mind, my will, and emotions. Which enter into the veil. What enters into the veil? The hope from the word. So this word does like this. This word is like my anchor. I anchor my life to this word. I don't care what I see. Now I'm in there. I got this rope. That world got me. I'm thinking all these great. My head's going to left field. But all of a sudden, just when I think I can't, and bang, it got me. Got me. I can't think like that. It pulls me back. It pulls me back. Pulls me back. My hope, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope, unexpected hope that doesn't come to pass makes my heart sick. What's that mean? Those hopes, when I forfeit them, I got no help. Remember this. Hope revealed is faith released. Does that make sense? After I reveal it, I got to release it. Hope shows me there is a better way. I can get out of this. I can find a sound mind. I can save the man. I can get the money. I can get the help. I can, I can, I can, I can. It anchors me. And when my mind says, you can't do that, hope says I can do all things through Christ who sends me. When the mind says, you ain't going to have the finances to pull that dream off, Bible says, Philippians 4, 19, according to riches and glory, he meets all my needs. Oh, restoration. How about that promise? You think that promise is gone? That promise ain't gone. My hope is the anchor to the promise that I got out of that word. And I got news, there's a spirit on that word. And when you release, now you got to put the word in your mouth. You find it. What do I do with that word? I put it in my mouth and I put it in my heart. Now, you understand something about faith. Faith needs to be a belief before it's ever released out of the mouth. You got to believe it before you speak it. Otherwise, it don't work. They say, say it. I think saying it without believing it produces more harm in your life. Because now you stop believing what you're saying. Now we got a real problem. That's why I don't lie. I'm telling you, stop lying. You lie. You better quit being a liar. Don't lie. Because now you devalue your own mouth, and now you don't believe half the stuff that comes out of your mouth. So now when you talk one minute this, and next minute you go, you're going to tell the devil. The devil ain't going to listen. You don't believe half the stuff you say. Why should he believe you? Don't lie. Tell the truth. I'd rather suffer the consequences and speak the truth than speak lies and be wrapped up in my own life, self-deceived. 
Ain't nothing worth lying about. Costs you too much. To say, well, it's integrity and character. No, 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 no. It's more than that. It's you devalue your own voice. And then when you start talking about yourself, you don't believe what you say about yourself because you didn't believe the 90% of what you said about yourself. So you defame your own character because you don't believe what you say because you didn't believe what you said last week. So why should you believe what you say when I tell you to come in here? Confess that you're a champion. You've been lying all week. You ain't going to believe you're a champion. But if you only speak the truth out of your mouth, you'd meditate before you said you're a champion. You'd find truth about being a champion. And when you said it, you'd believe it because I only say what I believe. Now you're changing your life. You got it? That's a lot of words. Stand up on your feet. You did great. Did you get that? That's a lot of word now. Now you got to do something with it. I know you will. You guys are great. Okay? Just lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. And just thank the Lord. The Lord's going to really, go. The Lord's going to really, really move in here. You guys are doing great. I'm so proud of you guys. You guys have been coming, being faithful, getting a lot. That's a lot. It's like the, you guys go home and take a nap. You probably need it. Yeah, because it's like spiritual stuff's going on in here. It ain't just like, oh, you're preaching. Yeah, I would take a nap. I seriously would. Because your, your head's probably just like, man, that's a lot. You meditate in it. Just take a break. Get some lunch. Take a rest. Go to the beach. Get some tan. Just chill. But then get ready to receive. You know, go back over that in your head, in your spirit. Because you received something today. Father, I just thank you for each and every person watching too. Man, God, I love these people, God. I think even people watching, we don't even know some of them, God, but we know they're here with us. They're connected with us. I thank you, Lord. You speak to their heart. Let them see and let them know greater than ever before. And let this word stay true in their heart and develop into a governing factor for them to release and receive everything you have for them. God, I think in this next season is going to be their best season because they're going to walk in the fullness of what the Spirit of God has spoken. I thank you, Lord, for blessing them and keeping them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.